Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Yeah, yeah, old school. That's what I'm talking about. Listen, this ain't for everybody. Some of y'all need to hear this. I know you're in the trenches fighting, but check it out. I'm going to put it down like this so I can help the saints understand. Everything you're going through is all part of the master plan. Or what? You thought because you got saved, everything was going to be peaches and cream? You better wake up, son. Don't nothing come to a sleep but a drink. Faith without works is dead. Read your Bible. You know what it says. He who don't work, don't eat. Slackers don't get fed. Huh, yeah. Jesus said, he who puts his hands to the plow looks back the same ain't fit. Some of y'all ain't been in the church for five minutes and you about ready to quit. I ain't mad at you. I'm just hitting you with the real. If you die for me, I was still tripping. Now, how you think that make you feel? Check this out. Deep game. This is deep. Huh? Some of y'all ain't sawing nothing, but you started trying to reach. Huh? But after him who was able to possess your father's by his glory. Struggles might be part of your testimony, but it ain't the end of the story. Now, the point is, this prophesied way back in the day. Choir, sing your hook right here and see if the church can relate. Personalized to each client, including vocal coach and production. 
And I'm going to stop right there because we can give that's what you call accolades for another 30 minutes, and our time will be up. So, Valerie, welcome. <laughs> wow, that was really well said. Thank you for saying all that. Yes, thank you. Oh, well, shoot, girl, if it wasn't true, I wouldn't be able to say it. How about that? That's right. <laughs> okay. So, Valerie, we got a, a, a whole bunch of questions for you, and we got some of your music. Uh, we're going to definitely let our listeners uh, put their ear on that in a few moments. But um, I want to pick your brain for a minute so we can get some other artists out there, hopefully some people out there that could definitely um, utilize your services and maybe benefit uh, from your journey. So let's talk a little bit about you. First of all, okay. how long have you how long have you been singing and writing? Well, I've been singing since you know I was a little kid, so that's many, many, many years. Um, I started singing professionally when I was 19, um, when I was on the radio, and then I went on. But I uh, started writing actually, probably. I would say maybe seven to eight years ago, and um, I was just, my clients would come over and they said, yeah, I want to be a songwriter, and I would say, okay, well, what do you got, you know, and they would say, well, I have a poem or something, but I don't really, you know, it's not really a song, and I said, well, wait a minute, let's, let me see that poem, let's check it out, you know, maybe we can turn it into a song, like, there's many artists out there that turn poems into songs, you know. So anyway, so it started that way, and I would help people write and get the structure down. And so I've been doing that for a long time, and we've been really churning out, like, a, a bunch of stuff. So, And then I've written a few of my own things and songs with other producers. and So probably, like, seven or eight years, maybe more. Well, tell, tell, tell us a little bit about Valerie, the little girl. Well, I mean... What did you do when you were in school? Did you just wake up one day and say, I wanted to sing? Did you play? Did your parents sing? Or uh, what, what got you on this road? Oh, my God. Wow, you you opened up Pandora's box, but that's okay. We're on radio. We <laughs> hey, listen, listen, listen. My sister told you I might ask something that, that your question gave me something else to think about. Because, you know what, you know what, oh, on a real note, we all kind of like start somewhere. For me personally, I mean, I started in church, and I know a lot of other people kind of shared that one, you know, but it's always interesting to hear, you know, what, what got, you know, started. What got you going? All right, well. I'll give you the sugar-coated version, <laughs> but um, but basically, you know, um, you know, I was a rebellious kid. Um, I was a good kid, but as I got older, my teens and stuff, I got rebellious. And I was in, you know, I did, I did musical theater when I was in school. I had a couple of, I never starred in anything in 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 high school or grammar school, but I was, I was in stuff. I was in plays, and I made county chorus in high school. And but I was just really rebellious in high school. I was just a party party person, and um, it wasn't I'm until like when I Va- Valerie, Valerie, I'm still trying to uh, put these uh, the good and rebellious side by side. I'm trying to still work that one out. <laughs> good rebellious. <laughs> yeah, good rebellious. Good rebellious. Because you know, yeah. Cause, I mean, what I'm saying is, it's in a good way. It's like I didn't let people tell me how I was supposed to be. I didn't let I didn't let anybody like mold me into someone that I wasn't. You know, because I'm I'm an artist. I've always been an artist, and you know, and then when my dad, my dad passed away when I was like, when I was 18, and it really hit me really hard, and I, and I went, wait a minute, what am I doing? I'm just like doing nothing with my life. I, do I want to like, do I want to do something with my life and actually do something big, or do I want to just succumb, you know, and not do anything, not just, you know, exist and party or something, right? And so that's when I really got, I made a big decision to just survive and do really well in my life, and uh that's when I really got into my singing, and within a year, I was on the radio. It was pretty amazing. So. Right. Well, that's powerful. Who would you yeah, say? Yeah, it uh, was pretty intense. Say, yeah, who, who would you say with some of your, um, I don't know, some of your artists? Who, who did you listen to? Oh, my God. Well, I was in a band also at the time, so we, we did, like, Heart um, and Grace Slick and Steely Dan, um, Santana, uh, what else did we do? 
and we, we did Jefferson Starship after they changed over. I forget that guy's name that was the singer after Grace Slick, but he was amazing. Um, and, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, then I got into Mariah Carey. When Mariah Carey came out, I was like, Vision of Love was my go-to song. And, you know, I like the, I like the diva stuff, the really, you know, the high belting, really go for it type of stuff. You know, Whitney Houston, uh, Celine, of course. My heart will go on. I sang for many years. <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely, because it's amazing how you could take a little bit of each of those artists that you said, that you mentioned, and I don't know. I guess what I'm trying to say, we all kind of are a product of our environment in one way, especially with a myriad of music styles and all the music that we've heard all the while that we've grown up until the point that we become artists ourselves. Exactly. I mean, you know, all the greats, they have they have some kind of, you know, influence or, you know, like, you know, Christina Aguilera's like Etta James and, uh, you know, um, Mariah's like Aretha Franklin and all, you know, there's various other people that these guys, you know, look up to and they just... It's it's true. It's like you know they mold like they go like I like this singer and I like that singer and then they create their own style with taking some you know influences from different singers and become their own create their own thing you know. You just gave me a whole another question. I know doing as many shows that you've <laughs> produced and that different artists that you've worked with over the years. How many times? Because. Just the artists that I've worked with and just doing the show for 16, 17 years, and it's like, you know, artists tell me, and I know you've heard it too, you say, well, what, what is your style? And you say, well, you know, um, I have my own style. I've developed my own style. And, and the first thing come to me, Valerie, and I don't know if it comes to you too, and the first thing come to me, say, well, what music did your mother listen to? What music did your dad listen to? You know, what music did you go yeah. listen to? Because I know you're listening to all those things. I mean, like, okay, well, you can come up with something that you may feel is unique, but come on. You, you didn't, you didn't like a sponge. You didn't suck in all that stuff that you didn't heard all your life. And what about all the music you heard growing up? I mean, so it's kind of amazing. Totally. So how many times have you heard an artist tell you that you've heard they got their own unique style. Well, it's really interesting because that's a really, really good question, Lamont. Um, I've had both sides, you know, and it's kind of, but I've noticed over the years what's happened is that there's like this, you know, um, this stigma, I want to, you might want to call it, where, you know, record labels are like, okay, well, you need to be your own style and your own self, and if you sound like someone else, then we're not going to sign you, and so some of these people have kind of, you know, they've cro they've cross-flowed that information, and so they want to say, no, I'm just myself, and I want to be myself, and I don't want to be like anyone else, and if I'm like someone else, then I'm a copycat and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And there were several years where that was actually pretty heavy, you know. So so some people have gotten wind of that, and they want to say, well, I'm just myself and all that kind of stuff. And I think it's great that that people want to be themselves, and I think that's a good thing. But you're right. It's like there's no way that these people lived in, like, a glass house or in their closet and never listened to the radio, and they never heard any examples of any kind of songs whatsoever. Like, honestly, you know, I forgot to mention someone that I used to sing forever and ever and ever, and I just loved their voice, and I still love their voice, was Karen Carpenter. I mean, oh, my God. Like, oh, I yeah. modeled my yeah. voice. What a voice. What a beautiful, beautiful tone, you know. And I know that I still to this day, this, that made me think, Lamont, like I totally forgot about her. That question made me think, yes, oh, my God, I totally like to sing like, like Karen Carpenter. Like she's amazing, you know. So I agree, and it's true. And so I have to say to these guys, hey, you know, this is how it is. Like you can definitely be your own thing, and that's a good thing, but you need to be real to – you need to be real to record labels. You need to be real – to the people, you know, that listen to the radio and say, okay, so they can get some vision of, like, who are you like, you know, like, you're unique, but who are your influences, you know, and it's like, don't negate the greats, you know, they're there, they've influenced right. us all. Right, I definitely give uh, Bruno Mars, um, you know, props for that. Um, uh, I love him, you know. love him. Oh, as, yeah, he's amazing. As, as do I. He's what I consider 
you know, um, a complete era, uh, artist. You know, in, in my era, you know, um, we had to learn how to play. You know, we had to take, you know, harmony and, um, you know, voice lessons and all that stuff. And it's unfortunate the way um, society is today, or should I say our lawmakers, where they've taken a lot of arts out of the schools, you know, from, you know, the elementary level. Yeah, I know. It's and, so uh, bad. God, it's horrible. But I know some people are trying to put know, it back in. I've On the uh, Grammys and stuff, they've been, you know, recognizing teachers more. And so hopefully that's going to change. <laughs> well, I hope so, you know, because it definitely influenced a lot of, you know, great artists. And then I noticed with the invent of, uh, you know, the Internet and computer, we've got a lot of uh, musicians that know how to sample and they're very good and they're very computer literate but they don't know how to read a chart or play an instrument. Right. Yeah, no, I I uh I think, you know, the internet is great and it's it's a blessing and a curse in the same way where you know, I've seen you know, I don't want to put anybody down, obviously I'm not going to name any names, it doesn't matter, but you know, it's like I think people should be just be aware of like that sing, singing, playing an instrument is a craft, you know, it's a it's a professional craft and there's a lot of details and there's a lot of practice that goes into becoming like the next Chick Corea or whatever, you know, the next Bruno Mars. I mean, it's it's going online and doing a free warm-up or something and thinking that you're now a singer or something like that. It's just a, it's a bad picture to paint because then there's a lot of artists that don't get to where they should be. They don't grow and become what they should become because they don't know even know that there's that much detail to be done out there. It's like this false data like, oh, well, either you can sing or you can't, or you're either born to sing or that's, that's such a bunch of, like, not true <laughs> bull because, you know, the, vo- the voice is, for example, the voice has 65 little muscles that are around the vocal cords and around in the voice box in the throat, and those muscles used in different combinations can do different things for the singer. They can do different things. And there's a lot of really standard, gorgeous techniques from way back in the 30s that are out there that people can use to actually develop the tone quality, get control, expand the range, lots of things that, you know, if you're just kind of skating online and you just want to do a little warm-up, it's not going to – it's not the same thing, you know. Yeah. Hey, let me tell the parents listening to the to the show out there today. Stop telling <laughs> your kids quit making all that noise in there. Because <laughs> sometimes, sometimes they're really in there trying to sing. They're in there trying to sing their little hearts out. And you come home tired, and I understand that. You don't you don't work all day, and and they're in there singing their little heart out. You you yelling at them, boy, stop making all that racket in there. Somebody's sick in there. Because they really be trying, and they don't really, and you don't understand, you know, they're really trying, you know what I mean? Say something like, uh, let's call Valerie. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, and like, you know, I'm all, I'm all for encouraging free free creation, you know? I mean, that's how I did. When I was a kid, there were no voice teachers. I mean, I lived out in the middle of nowhere in the boondocks of the hills of New Jersey and the National Forest, like, really out in the country, there was no vocal coaches or singing teachers, really, you know. And I just sat at my record player. I had a 45 record player, so I know how bad how old I am. And, you know, I would be singing, you know, just listening over and over and over and trying to imitate the sound and sound exactly like them. I did that for, I did that so many times, like for years and years. I, you know, I that's what how I really learned. But then I went to school and I actually really learned how to sing from the greats, from some really great, great uh, coaches that were actually professional singers. Like one of them I studied with, Jane Bunnell. She was, she won an audition for the Metropolitan Opera Company. She was at New York City Opera doing lead roles opposite Placido Domingo at the time. So there's a lot of really good technique out there if you want to learn it. <laughs> well, yes. Yeah. That was the operative statement right there, if you want to learn it. Right. So, Valerie, what, what would you say, what would you say uh, your style of music would be? You know, um, 
I'm just going to say pop, maybe adult contemporary, Adele type. That's what I'm kind of doing these days um, with a little twist of, uh, you know, R&B, old-time jazz, like Etta James-ish. You know, um, that's that's kind of where I'm I'm at at this point. But I've, you know, I've done so many things. I was like, you know, a rock pop singer back in the day. Um, I did opera for many years, and I did professional musical theater as well. So I think I've taken all those things, and I've, you know, whatever I sound like now, I mean, you know, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting thing, you know. But uh, I, you know, talk about influences. I, I mean, gosh, I've had too many, and that was actually part of my issue. Is I could sing, I could sing so many different things really well that I couldn't decide what I wanted to do. And I know people that have that trouble, but you just have to kind of make a decision. And then you move forward, and then you can do other things later. Yeah, I'll do this style, I'll do that, you know. But you got to decide, and then just go for that, you know, and just do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I was talking to another artist uh, yesterday that I'm working with, and we was talking about different producers. Uh, I've dealt with uh, some producers that have exclusive uh, agreements with the artists where, for me, being on the record side, you know, it's kind of difficult unless they're a hit producer, but then it's still kind of difficult because every song that a producer produces isn't a hit. So uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is it's always a good thing when an artist gets to work with a different producer or, uh, you know, different producers on different projects because it's my opinion that every producer will bring something different out of that artist, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. For sure, for sure. And I have various producers that I work with. And because I've been doing this so long, I kind of, when I meet the artist, I go, ah, this person, you know, would be good for this guy. You know, like, you know, um, Michael J is one of the producers. He's a Grammy Award-winning producer that I use, that I or would not use, but I work with him because he's amazing. And uh, we've put out some really good products, but other otherwise maybe someone else would not be good to work with Michael J because they're not that style. You know, Michael J is a pop guy. He's a classic pop, like just, you know, so if someone wants to be a rocker, Michael J would not be the person to work with, you know, just because he doesn't really do that. But if you want to be pop, if you want to be Broadway, if you want to be what, I mean, you know, he's the guy, like he's my, my go-to guy, you know, but um, for sure. And sometimes I have my artists work with different producers, you know, to get different sounds, but again, when you're putting something together for a record label, you can't go too far different on different tracks because, again, you got to decide which direction you're going to go, and you need to go in that direction and keep it good, though. It's got to be really, really good, you know, so it's, it's interesting. Yeah, because what happens, what happens when the artists don't really know where they can go and then, then I guess, I guess at that point, it's still left up to the producer for the direction. Yeah, it's interesting because I'm, I kind of, where I was realizing this the other day even more and more. It's kind of like, I'm really a producer as well. You know, I'm a producer with, mm-hmm. meaning what I do is I, somebody comes to me, so they have a, po- a poem, right? So then I go, okay, let's turn this into an actual song. Let's do the structure. Let's do the, the verses. Let's do the, the lyrics. Let's fix it up. Let's, what's the melody going to be? Okay, this is the melody. Let's work it out. They give me, maybe they have ideas what the melody is. I fill in the holes of the melody or whatever. Then I create the chord progression, which are the chords for the song, based on what they're singing. Then we go over and we figure out what the arrangement's going to be. Like, okay, we want this to be like, you know, Ella Goulding, or we want this to be like whatever, you know, like just like a, just as a reference, like this is the style of a cross between, you know, Christina Perry and, Ellie Goulding or something, you know, and we want these instruments in the track and we want the want the timing to be like this, you know, the the tempo, the you know, and then we we record a like really rough draft and then we send it to the tracks producer or the producer that's going to co-produce and then we go from there. Well, you did just produce it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> look, at, hey, look, at the very least you co-produced it, so you did just do it. I know, exactly. It's kind of like, you know, I started out as a singing, quote-unquote, singing teacher, which is great, you know, but then I just wound up helping people get into the business. I wound up, you know, teaching people how to write, you know, helping people get meetings with agents, helping things get, you know, doing the showcases in front of all these, you know, you've been to my showcases. They were like, you know, I got at least like 30 
30 people show up, 30 industry people, like labels, record producers, managers, agents, you know. So, yeah, I'm not just a singing teacher. <laughs> yeah, so, yep, now you got, now you, you're not going, you're going to be Jamaican in a minute. You're going to have, like, five more hats. What's that? I said, you're going to be Jamaican in a minute. You're going to have five more hats. You know, the joke is you wear, like, nine hats, you know, from a, a singer, a writer, you know, a producer, a <laughs> host, so I have a couple more jobs in a minute, you know what I mean? <laughs> but it's kind of hard exactly. not to go there. Exactly, yeah. I mean, it's, it is. You know, and that's why I call it artist development, you know, and then I have a program, like a bigger program called album development, which is a, you know, which is basically, you know, all of that and, you know, submitting, a, submitting, you know, getting people that I know at labels to listen to it to try to get them. Like right now I have someone, I have one of the execs at Rock Nation listening to one of my clients' original stuff. Um, so, yeah, so it's a it's a it's a big it's a lot of work and I you know I obviously love it, um, but it's a lot of it's a lot of time it's a lot of work so. Well, you better than me because I quit every day. You what? I quit every day. <laughs> what do you mean you quit every day? What does that mean? <laughs> It made me. I quit the business. I quit the business every day and start back up the next day. Oh, that's so cute. I love that. That's really cute. I mean, you gotta, you know, you gotta stop though sometimes and just breathe and just do like something, you know, for like that's like I I try to set aside a time every week for myself, for my own singing, for my own career, for whatever I'm doing. You know, like I have a manager right now that's, you know, he's trying to get me on some leads on, you know, some television shows, like just as an actress, because I've, you know, it's uh, something I really want to do as well, because um, I've done lead roles on, you know, professional theater, but, you know, I'm, I want to try to do that as well, you know. So we started out as like singing and acting on TV, but now it's turned into also just TV, so that's kind of good. I'm kind of excited. I know you've done that yourself, so you know all that game. It's all full circle because it's like uh, you've never heard, uh, never seen a television show or a movie without music, and it seems like everybody that act want to sing, and everybody that sing eventually goes into acting. So there's definitely a natural synergy there. You can't really have one without the other today. It's really true, and you know, agents and managers they love that, like triple, quadruple threats. You know, singer, actress, dancer. You know, songwriter, actress, dancer, singer, whatever. You know what I mean? It's like that's more market. You know, you can do. You can be more marketable to for these guys. You know. Absolutely. Well, Valerie, we didn't talk a little bit chapter about the business, so let's jump back over here to music for a minute. We have one of your songs queued up here, "Say You Love Me." So let's talk about that a little bit, and then we're gonna have our listeners put their ears on it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing. Go ahead. Listening. I'm listening. No. Tell us about the song. I mean, I mean, is it a happy song, fun song? You wrote the song. What inspired the song? Um, you just want some, some okay. man to say uh, he, he loves you? Or <laughs> it's, it's a really interesting, it's actually a really interesting story. I'll make it as fast as possible. But basically what happened was a friend of mine, he was the executive vice president of creative at Notting Hill Music Publishing, which is the largest independent music publishing company in UK. Um, they were, you know, Adele was looking for some new songs for her new album, and she kind of looks for stuff, and then she'll she'll kind of put her stamp of writing on it, you know, sometimes. So I, um, anyway, I had a fellow producer, a friend of mine, Peter Roberts, he wrote a track for me, um, and uh, I got to work on this track, and I decided I just want to write something for Adele. That would be, you know, because, uh, you know, it really wasn't, it, I'm not going to say it wasn't totally my story, but it was my story. I mean, it, I kind of made my story into an Adele song, like meaning like it would be from Adele, which is that similar thing where, you know, you, you're in love with a guy and some it doesn't work out and you move on, you know, kind of thing. And so 
I realized that when I was writing the song, like I had two real serious relationships back in the day, and they were basically I would want them to say to tell me that they loved me. I wanted to be loved, right? But then at the end, they didn't really mean it. They because they left, they weren't really committed, and they left. And it was kind of like, wow, that's like, you know. So when I tried to turn it into making it sound like somewhat of a happy song, you know how those songs, you can hear songs, they sound really happy, but the lyrics have sometimes a little bit of sadness to them. So that's kind of what this song is, and Adele didn't wind up using it, so I said, okay, fine, I'll release it, no problem. So there it is. Well, there it is. So everybody, you know what I usually say, let the windows down, turn the air conditioner up, and put your ears on this, Miss Valerie Ferry, and say you love me. Try to say 
uh, uh, I, I love you, but she couldn't fix my peanut butter and jelly sandwiches right. She kept wanting to put mustard on them. Oh, God, that's terrible. Mustard and peanut butter, whoa. <laughs> uh, no. Anyway, how, how, <laughs> many, how many songs have you written and produced, Valerie, in, the, in your total, would you say? You know, uh, gosh, wow, uh, a lot. Um, hmm. Well, I don't have six thousand like Michael J does. Like that's 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 what he does every day for his whole life. So, but I do have, you know, I mean, at least I have at least, you know, I would say at least fifty to a hundred. I honestly have not counted, but um, I'm just going to say that safely, at least fifty to a hundred. Yeah. Do you, do you find yourself uh, in the middle of the night and you just wake up with an idea and have to put it down? <laughs> it's really funny, but actually, no. <laughs> I, I mean, I shouldn't say that. I mean, maybe once in a blue moon that might happen, but in general, no, it doesn't happen. It's like it's um, my the writing process for me is more like sitting down with someone like that's co- I'm co-writing with that we sit down on several different occasions and go through different scenarios and different renditions until the light bulb goes off, like, oh, my God, that's exactly it. That's the message. That's the thing. And that's normally how I write. Um, and, yeah, I'm not – I know I, I know people that do that. They, like, have their recorder by their bed and they wake up in the middle of the night. But I, I don't – at night when I'm asleep, I'm asleep. No, nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 Valerie, what do you what do you see? I mean, I know you you're writing, uh you're producing, you're singing. I mean, are you still performing or what's your next big event for you, Valerie the artist? Oh, thanks. Um well, yeah, I mean, the future is basically um Yes, I'm going to be I might be doing a show on on August 20th at uh, the Celebrity Center in the Garden Pavilion. Um, Otherwise, it will be in December. Um, As far as my performance, um, you know, basically I usually do shows with my clients, um, but I'm open to doing a show by myself, obviously. Uh, But we have, right now I'm working on, I'm releasing a bunch of new artists right now, and we're really working on pushing them up and out there and, getting them a deal and um like there's a girl that right now her name is dream her she's an artist dream i think you guys had her on the show a month ago or so but she right now she's got like like five songs music videos up that are getting between 50 and 100,000 views within a certain amount of days and they're going up and up and up and she's really doing she's really taking off and i have some other singers and songers that we can talk about if you want that are you know a couple of them are 12 years old one of them is 18 amazing actually she would be great to be on your show Nicole Dela Cruz she's unbelievable singer like amazing she's uh, a great writer we just finished up a song uh, with a producer it's it's really good and she's actually the one that I'm setting off to Rock Nation right now so we'll see what happens but that's what I'm focusing on. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was just wondering if you were focusing on completing, um, you know, a CD project on yourself. Uh, oh, yeah, definitely am. Yeah, right now my main guy that I work with, he's in he's in Europe until July. But yes, for sure, when he gets back, we're gonna start. We're gonna finish up. We're gonna do an EP for sure. We're gonna finish that up and get that out there. Um, and then, you know, I'll be doing some shows on those on that EP. And a lot of promotion. I have a big promoter right now that I'm starting to work with. So, yeah, within this next year, things are going to be definitely moving up. Well, that's fantastic. I'm glad we got you now, and I can get an autographed picture before you get too big. <laughs> I'll always talk to you, Lamont. I'll always have you around. No, no, yeah, you don't have to worry about that. Well, thank you, because I can bring my own peanut butter <laughs> and jelly sandwiches. 
Oh, that's hilarious. That's so good. So, Val, tell us a little bit, you know, for, of course, like, I've I've been to uh, your shows, and it's definitely a fantastic, um, you know, production. Uh, I definitely like the venue. But for our listeners that haven't been there, um, tell them a little bit about your showcase that you do. Okay, great. Yeah, so so basically um, I've been doing this, my showcase for about a little over 20 years, actually. We usually do a show once or twice a year, and I've been doing it at the Garden Pavilion, which is at the Celebrity Center in Hollywood. And it's a beautiful, beautiful facility. It's actually a green glass building. They have like a $250,000 sound system in the building and lighting, and it's just totally pro. So, and what I do is I, uh, you know, I get some of my clients up to the point where they can perform and do their original songs or whatever they want to put in front of, you know, managers, agents, labels, casting directors, uh, Grammy award-winning producers, you know, other types of producers, um, and. We, you know, they do like three or four songs each. I have usually about maybe seven people to eight people in the show. And I spend weeks and weeks and weeks promoting, getting all the industry guys there. And then they, performers, they get all their friends, family, you know, their fans uh, to show up the day of. And we do this whole big red carpet for the industry guys, private VIP section, dinner. It's like a huge, huge event. Um, and then we have a panel of judges, like usually like the senior vice president of some major label and some Grammy award-winning producers, top management. And, um, also what I do, I do a little twist to mine because, you know, I'm a humanitarian and I'm, you know, I do, I work on different proje- projects, um, like the Declaration of Human Rights, which is not something everybody knows about, or maybe the Citizens Commission on Human Rights, which handles psychiatric abuse or whatever, but I always put something in the beginning um, from my church that talks about, you know, humanitarian efforts and things that we're doing so people get more enlightened about things they can get involved in or they can help, you know, because this planet needs a lot of help, and so I like to combine my showcases with a little bit of, of that, and then we do the show, and I usually sing first. I do a big song or whatever, and then I introduce the panel of judges, and then the show is about maybe an hour and a half, and um, we uh, have a great time. It's You know, I, I drill that show, like, inside and out so many times that it's I pick apart every little thing to make sure it's super smooth and super professional. It's all staged over and drilled and drilled and rehearsed, and it comes out amazing, and my clients get signed up with managers, agents, record producers, um, labels, production deals, casting directors. It's been going on for 20 years, so that's about that's about it in a nutshell. <laughs> yep, and they get to make meet great people like me. That's right, and you've been going there for how many? You've been there maybe four times. I think was it four yeah. or five times? Maybe you've been over the past 10 years or so. Um, yeah, but yeah, been, you know, I want to. I need to give a shout no, out to Diane Fisher. What's that? Oh, of course. No, no, I said of course. But I wanted to ask you this one too before I get. You know, I'm a I'm an older guy, so you know I have brain forks and I forget. So let me ask you this one really, really quick. If I was uh for the up and coming artists out there that wanted to get with you, uh, to get involved in your program, what kind of process or uh, is it, or do you have a process or a procedure that you go to? Um, you know, select who you want to work with or is it something that's in place that you have? I guess I'm asking the question, right? How did someone get with you that wanted to get with you, get involved with your services and to be included in the show to become a client? Yeah, okay, so, sure. So for I just wanted to finish that little la- quick last thing I want to say is that I want to give a shout-out to Diane Fisher because she's been co-producing the live shows with me for over 20 years and she's been like the like my my girl my go-to person to to help produce my show so I just wanted to say that out loud but anyway um yes so to get with to work with me this is what I I do actually have a very set thing that I do and uh I have a website which is valeriefarron.com f a h r e n uh, valeriefarron.com and it's um 
you go to the contact page and you just fill it out and you send me an email with some information about yourself and then I look at it and then I uh I decide based on the email. I get a lot of emails but I you know, I, I decide on who I would like to give a call to. So then I usually give them a call and then if the phone call goes well, um I invite them over to my home studio and we do I do a little consultation and see how the person is because basically what I'm looking for is a, you know obviously they need to be good to work with they need to be have talent obviously talent and a purpose and a goal that they want to work towards and they need to know that they you know that they need to work or they need to do their homework or they need to do their practicing they need to show up and it's some it's a commitment you know it's a minimum six month commitment um, because that's the only way it, it's going to happen. And I make them make that commitment because I know if they're willing to make that commitment that I know they're going to do good, you know. But the people that come over that they're skeptical and they're this and they're that and they're afraid and they're they're not confident, they're not sure about where they're going, you know, and they don't want to commit to that. I know I'm like, forget it. It's just going to be a disaster for me, like potentially. So I like people that come over that are gung-ho, ready to go, they really want to work on it. They want to work on it long term because sometimes things don't happen. You know it takes. You know, I tell people you got to do it something at least at least a year at least and sometimes longer. You know, I mean it takes time. It can take years sometimes to get, you know, any kind of thing up and going. Like some people get something my first showcase, boom, they they got like a huge manager and their career's off to a roaring start. And that does happen for some people. But if it doesn't, you just have to go, okay, I need to keep going, not give up. And that's the kind of people that I like, that are, have talent, they, you know, they're good to work with, and they just don't want to give up. They just want to, they want to do, they want to do it, you know, and they know that it takes work and time, you know. Well, you said some very important things out there in that little thing that you just said, and I definitely want our listeners to take heed to that and things that you jump out uh, jump out at me it was the first thing was a, a good attitude. Uh, there's so many artists that that may have a God-given talent, but if can't nobody work with you, it doesn't really mean anything. Um, uh, a good attitude. That's right. Is, is so 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 important. And then we go to you know the proper work ethics. You know again, uh, practice, 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 and they say practice makes perfect and. It does. I mean, you have to be serious about your craft, and you have to be prepared to to make the necessary commitment if it's something that you want to succeed in. And uh, what the old folks say, you know, nothing beat a failure but a try. So if you don't try and, and, and be serious about what you're trying to do, you'll never succeed. Isn't that right, Valerie? That's right. That's right. And, you know, I've seen, you know, like, I'm not going to mention this person's name because it's a little bit personal and she's famous now, but she, when she first came to me, she was, like, I think 12, and she was, you know, she needed some work on the vocals. Like, the vocals were it was very strained-sounding, um, very, like, hard to listen to, you know. I'm just saying that. It was, just, it was that way. And it was a technical thing that she was doing incorrectly. But, boy, this girl had the drive, the persistence, the personality, the looks. She had everything except for, I was like, oh, my God. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to help this kid. She she really wants this. She wants to work hard. So I helped her, you know, and I put her in my showcases. She wanted to be in them so bad. It was like I said, okay. And so we worked really hard. And, you know, one time this person, this person came up to me from a school and she said, how do you let this person sing in your show? She's terrible. And I said, because I'm giving her a chance because she works hard. She wants to do this. Right. She wants to do it. And she wasn't terrible. I wouldn't have anybody terrible in my showcase, but now that person is a little bit extreme. But long story short, this person is now a famous singer and a famous actress. So, you know... It's like if you want to get really good, it can happen. It took her a few years, but her voice got really good. And uh, that's the morals of the story, you know. That's <laughs> like, how it is. It's a failure but a try. <laughs> that's right. She just kept trying. She just kept trying. Val, we got another song of yours here queued up. So, you know, we're going to go ahead and uh, listen put their ears on Road to Zanzibar, and then we could talk about that after. Okay. 
So here we go, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Let the windows down, turn the air conditioner up, and put your ear on this.
is Sweetie Love coming to you live in total bliss. You are listening to the best of I Am Angie on Blog Talk Radio with your host, K City. Ciao. Yes, yes, we're back with our guest today, Miss Valerie Farron. I'm loving that one too. That definitely had that international sound. I'd love to hear a big, big band play that live. Oh my God, that's such a great idea. I mean, that it's so funny because I really, you know, I'm looking at starting like a mini orchestra type of thing, like a big band type of a thing. I would love to do that. I, that's like. That uh, would be hot. That would be hot because I'm I'm hearing that drummer back there rocking it. He's rocking it, popping it. You know, I, I could, ooh, that would be hot, Valerie. Thank you. Yeah, the guy that did did that song with produces name is David Arkenstone. He's a at the time he was like number three in the world in the new age category. Um, and he, you know, that's the other voice there you hear the male voice. That's David. Um, and he asked me to join him on that song. So um, that song is, it's, you know, it's timeless, that song. It's timeless and it's international, yeah. really. Is. Yeah, I, I love it. It's beautiful. Yeah, I'm hearing, I'm hearing movie soundtrack stuff. I'm hearing all that with that, you know. I mean, it's just a good riding song. It's got a good feel to it. And sometimes, you know, if your song got a good feel, then <laughs> that's it right there. It just feels good. Yeah, that's a good point. Totally. Yeah, it is. If you can feel it coming. It's like oozes out, like good feelings. of Yeah, it's really, yeah. It's, I love it. Thank you. So, Val, we down to the last few minutes of the show. Boy, time be flying when you're having fun. But I want to use I know. It was so fun. Tell, tell everybody, everybody that needs you how they can contact you. Okay. So um, you can go to the, my website, which is www.valeriefarron.com, which is V-A-L-E-R-I-E-F-A-H-R-E-N.com. And you go and click on the contact page and just type in your information and your email and your phone number, and we will review your information and get back to you. And that's the best way to do it. Yes, ma'am. And, and boy, time should be flying, too. And I definitely, for those listeners, first of all, for those that joined the show late, you can catch the show in its entirety in a few minutes where it will be available worldwide. I don't care how you get your music, how you listen to your programs, but you'll be able to hear I Am Indy. So go check it out and um, listen to the show. I mean, uh, Valerie Farron is a very well-known vocal coach. She has a great program for artists. Um, if you're really trying to get your, your craft together, listen to some of the things she had to say, go check her out. Even let them know that uh, you heard her here. That would be a great thing as well. Val, we definitely want to thank you again from everybody over here on the World Movement. We appreciate you so, so much. And um, we need more people out there like you that's giving yourself your talent um, back to the community. You know, uh, I mean, they really need that. And that's what we try to do on this show, too, is help those that kind of do what we do and make it a little easier for them if we can. Well, thank you so much. And, yes, I want to give a shout-out back to you, Lamont, and your team over there. This show is amazing. It's a really great show. It's very professional. It's it's totally uh, giving back to the community and to us, all of us artists and people that want to make it out there. It's such a great platform. And thank you so much for putting that together. And uh, we love it. I mean, I, I just so you know, I, I uh, sent this out to uh, – my friend in uh, in England and one of my friends in Amsterdam, and so I'm hoping some people internationally will listen to it. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, it'll be available for them because if they don't get it today, they can get it tomorrow, and if they don't get it tomorrow, they need to ask their daddy, to ask their mama, to ask their cousin, to ask mechanic where they can get the show. Okay, fantastic. Thank you so much. It's so <laughs> fun. I had such a great time. Thank you, Val. Take care. Miss Valerie, okay, everybody. We'll be back next Wednesday, same time, 2 p.m. And to end, we may have somebody extra special for you as well. 
LamontPattersonWorldMovement.com. See you then. Blessings. Money, 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 man, that's all I see. Hey, they hate on that nigga, man. Cause they hate on that nigga, man. Yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm super so fly, man. Respect the brotherhood, man. No other. <laughs> Let's do this. Uh, I'm a money go getter. I get money, nigga. So all I know how to do is get money, nigga. I spit at today and watch the game. What if you could have a career? Where the opportunities are as vast as our nation. Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.